0: Welcome back to Footwork, a podcast for those who dream big, never settle, and make their own path. I'm Sean.
1: And I'm Dylan. Together with guests, we share stories and tips every Monday to educate, inspire, and create a community built of soccer players and dream chasers.
0: Better to have a short life that is full
1: of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. Welcome to Footwork.
0: So,
2: Toby Adewale, welcome to Footwork. It was good to be here, man. I had the pleasure of meeting you all for a little bit before, but, you know, happy to talk about ball in life, man. Yeah, absolutely.
1: That's the discussion always, and we always start the same way. It's the motto here, make your own path. And yours is super interesting, too, because a lot of the times you see people come to Europe a little bit earlier, but you had the pleasure of, you know, kind of grinding through the USL, being the USL through a few different teams and you know seeing it all in the U.S. and then packing up and going to Germany so for you what does making your own path mean? Making your
2: own path to me is kind of first understanding that everyone has a different road to success success is different for everyone and kind of making the most of the time you have playing Um, whether that's playing football whether that's living life kind of just you know, staying in your lane. um, But doesn't mean you can't, you know, explore different things, staying in your lane in the sense that you don't compare your success with others. And you kind of just work on your own craft and work on perfecting that to the best of your ability and kind of be content with that or happy with that, which is something I struggle with to this day. um, Because, I mean, as a footballer, you want to reach the peak, you want to you know set your goals to the the moon world cup international duty stuff like that um so i have a problem of kind of never being satisfied or never really appreciating what i have done in my career because i mean to me it's all behind me and i'm kind of like yo i need to reach the peak like league that i know i can play in type energy um but yeah man making your own path is just doing your thing, you know, and not kind of worrying about everyone else, you know?
0: Have you over the past five, six years, um, kind of come to appreciate more of of the path and appreciate where you are in the moment?
2: So different things caused me to appreciate um, kind of what I've achieved in my career. Um, Funny enough, one time, I, that I can vividly remember of me appreciating like what I've done is when I had a blue check on Instagram um and, <laughs> yeah and like, verified it it happened um and obviously like the first couple weeks when it happens I'm like yo I'm happy as hell like I'm sized like can I curse on this yeah yeah oh yeah I was happy as shit like <laughs> my friend sending me screenshots I'm like Wow, I'm actually a professional athlete. And that time I was like, wow, this is dope. Like, I'm a I am I get paid to play essentially. Um, but then, you know, over time it's just kind of like, okay, whatever, I don't even care about it anymore. It's like, it's just a blue check at the end of the day. And then it snaps it back into reality for me. It's kind of like, damn, like I have so much work to do. Like, cause obviously in ball there's so many different levels you can achieve and you know there are people that to the you the usl is kind of like peak for them you know they want to end their career there they love it there you know and to some people it's just a start and you want to go to like let's say bundesliga or something so like i mean sometimes like even my missus she tries to kind of tell me to you know, appreciate what I've done, but I don't think I ever fully will until I like retire and look back like, oh, wow. I mean, I actually was able to play professional, you know, ball when others weren't able to. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I I guess it is like an accomplishment to have consistently a team in the USL or even in general, because there are players that do struggle with, you know, getting a team and kind of signing the dotted line um so that is a mini accomplishment for me but you don't want to ever get complacent you know so yeah but
1: i i totally agree Uh, you never want to get complacent but i do think it's it's important to kind of realize while you're in the journey as best as you can i mean it's very difficult and especially in the beginning of our careers it's even more difficult but to realize on the journey like how special this process is to just sometimes kind of sit back and be like, wow, I'm doing it. Like mm-hmm. you're a professional footballer, you know, like you've, you've reached heights. that, like, you kind of said, players would dream of playing in the USL mm-hmm. and won't ever have the talent to do that. It's a, it's a, it's a difficult thing though. I get it though. It's cause it's as athletes too. And as people who are confident in our abilities, we're always searching for more. And that's kind of the balance. That's difficult is, you have this competitive nature you have this fire but you also have to be like i've i'm living my dream it's tough yeah. too in the moment
2: though very tough very tough especially when you feel like you quote unquote deserve more um which is like which is one of those um habits that i actively try to cut out from like my life just thinking i deserve to be here or deserve to be here cuz it's like I mean, you really have to put it into perspective. Like, there's so many players that were better than me that didn't make it to where I did. Um, so it's kind of like my mentality is kind of like you don't deserve to be anywhere. You have to prove, you know, that you should be there. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's kind of been my motto for five, four years now. Um, you know, sometimes I forget, but... Sometimes I just go right back into it, you know, kind of oh, that yeah. moment that two weeks where you're just in the gym, killing it, you grinding, doing individual stuff here and there. And I mean, sometimes it's longer than two weeks, but other times it's just like, damn, I kind of want to take a day and just be like, oh, man. yeah, it comes
1: in waves for oh, sure. I think hey. this whole footy life is like, uh, it's just waves. Yeah,
2: exactly, man.
0: And speaking about your past, who are you, where were you, and where are you going?
2: Who am I? My name and who am I, they're kind of synonymous um, because my name is Oluwato Gulabare Wale, and that means in Yoruba, God is great. So where am I going? I'm going towards greatness. What I'll be doing, I'm not sure, but I am confident You know, in God and my ability that my talents will be somewhere um whether that's ball whether that's beyond ball um so yeah i'm just a hard worker godfaring and just a lover of the game in any way you want to shape it whether that's Mm -hmm. on the field whether that's coaching kids like playing pickup like watching it every aspect
0: and uh we spoke about the usl usl now a few times but this is your first season abroad you're currently in germany Um, so how, how has your time been currently in Germany? How has the season gone for you personally and as a team?
2: So, I mean, my time has been, it's been quite interesting. It's been very up and down, um, Individually, you know, I've been, I have gotten a good amount of games. Um, you know, I've started most of the games, um, but there are kind of situations where you're not playing. You think you should be playing, um, especially, For me, you know, I was a regular starter for 27 games or whatever. And then, you know, you just stop playing as much as you were. Um, So it it is a bit difficult, like, but that's for every season, Um, wherever, whatever country you're in, shit like that can happen. Um, It's been, but, you know, I'm grateful that I've gotten to experience this level, play against the best teams in the league and stuff like that. You know, it's been quite interesting because a big reason I came here was to kind of compare the level and see, you know, how far I can go. And, you know, honestly speaking, I think the USL and the Reginaldi are quite similar in level. Um, I always think about it. I know, like, a handful of players that would just kill it out here. You know what I mean? But, I mean, it is a very big commitment leaving what you know to come to a new country and try and figure it out um but i mean it's not bad you know i've had the opportunity to kind of travel a little bit within germany you know i've been to frankfurt obviously i've been to um, where i go into heidelberg uh, um dusseldorf and cologne um and yeah i mean they've been beautiful cities it's kind of interesting to see a, a big city um in germany um frankfurt is it's probably on top of my list right now. I don't know if that's because it reminds me of home a little bit. Uh, okay. But, you know, I, I do like Frankfurt. I think it was dope. You know, I went there a couple of days ago, so it was fire.
1: I mean, you spoke just a little bit about it there, where you think you could kind of compare the USL and Regan Liga. So what kind of things do you see that are similar on the field? But then also, what are some of the major differences that kind of stood out to you? I
2: would say... The level of play is very similar. Um, in regards to individual talent that I've seen, I've actually seen more in the USL. Um, in the USL, you have more athlete like athletic weapons, mm-hmm. um, and I you don't really see that in. I mean, at least in the Southwest over here, um, hair is is more. I guess team oriented. Um, in terms of shape, positioning, and all that fun stuff. Um, but, you know, in regards to individual talent on the field, I mean, I from what I've seen in the USL, and I think it's only getting better, um, I think the USL kind of has that. Mm-hmm. But level-wise, it's you know, it's quite similar. Obviously, I haven't been in the USL in, in a little bit, but I have played there for most of my career. And spending a year here... It was interesting to compare it, and it was just like, okay. Now I wonder how Division Three is. I wonder how Second Bundesliga is. Bundesliga, you know what I mean? You want to see these and experience them live, and yeah, that's what I'm doing now. To be honest, like we. Scrimm- I wish there was
1: just like a. I wish there was just like a chart that just compared man, everything, man. you know, and just had like the levels. But it's, it's like you said though. It's just so it's different because. I would agree. I mean, I never played in the USL, but from watching it and from training with guys, I would say like the talent and the individual is like higher from the yeah. regional Liga. But the, from how I watch a game in the USL and then watch a game or play a game in the regional league, I would think tactically it's just a little bit different. So I think <laughs> if they played against each other. You know, one system may rule out like the dominance of the athletic and the one-on-one abilities and that. May come out, or it might be the tactical adjustments and the team oriented. It's very interesting.
2: Exactly. I don't know. I don't know who would win, but yeah, it would be fun. I, yeah, I always think about that. The like, million dollar question. Yeah, hey, we take the best team from the USL and we, you know, play against a German fourth division team. And I got my money on the USL. I'm not gonna lie, just because of the just the individual weapons. Um, mm-hmm. but, I mean, that would be very interesting to see. I like, guess it
1: depends too, because there's so many regional league teams, and there are like a handful that you know are like really good and have the money, or like are going yeah. for third league, or you know like one of the first tier second teams or something like that. Like that's yeah, when it gets even more interesting.
2: Yeah. I, I forgot. I forgot how many teams were in the fourth division just alone. Like I think there's what five five divisions, yeah, five regions, so it's and there's like, like
0: eighty twenty eighty five maybe. Like yeah.
1: 20 teams in each or a little less. Yeah. I think
0: it's usually 17 or 18, but probably between 80 and 90, say. But that's, I mean, that's a lot of teams. That's Damn,
2: crazy. That's teams. Yeah. <laughs> I think the fifth division is even more. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They love football yeah. here, man. That's what I will say. Like, yeah. they love football. Every town, every mm-hmm. town I've been in has either a small or a big team. Like, I think it's, I think it's beautiful, but I also think it's ridiculous. But, why (laughs) ridiculous
1: because just because like there's no
2: room for other sports it's I mean that is a very good example but it's also like well I mean it's just so many teams like why don't you guys just form one team in this area you know so you have a bigger team more money that's our
1: American mind that's our American mind yeah 100% (laughs) I thought the same thing I was like what if this team combined with this team like the resources they could go to the third league easy
2: and like We even have, like, share a stadium with um, two Scopelands, which is, like, so we're red and white there, black and blue. And, I mean, our locker rooms are literally across from each other. You -hmm. know, obviously, you see it in AC Milan, Inter Milan, but for us, it's like, we can just form and have a big team, you know? I bet (laughs) some people would,
1: like, rather die before that happens there, you know?
2: Usually on the blue and um, black side, because... I think they were second Bundesliga years ago. Okay. So, so they're a much bigger team in the area, but they're mm. in fifth division right now.
1: Okay, they're in fifth division.
2: Yeah. Wow. So you guys have the you guys have the bragging rights for now. Yeah, for now. But they're in second place. I think one point off of first place, so they do have the chance of getting promoted. So, Ooh, and that script will yeah, flip. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So I mean. Sh- crazy
1: i mean that's one difference though that we definitely wanted to speak to you about is that relegation so like oh man as as someone who never experienced that in the u.s and as no one has if they played in the u.s like what was what was it like as it is leading up in the pressure
2: and then just like it coming to this this conclusion so it's funny because like me and my boy today were talking about how the vibe is different towards the end of the season um, for Germany compared to the U.S. You know, I kind of explained to him the whole playoff situation, kind of like the NBA. That was the easiest way for me to describe it. Um, and I say, like, I mean, if you don't make playoffs, you're not, like, scared. You know, you're not like, oh, my God, what's going to happen to the program. It's kind of just like, we got next year, you know. Mm-hmm playing against the same people, same stadium, everything, money's the same, like, same fans and all that. Uh, But here it's like, I mean, I've seen both sides because, you know, I kind of observe other teams in the league and throughout the country. Um, And when the feeling of promotion kind of happens, it's just like, damn, I can't even imagine that. Like, you're going up and the whole town is buzzing. You know, and then it's relegation. It's just like, yeah, we're actually going down. Like you know, obviously it's a it's a little less um of a gut punch here because I mean we it's not like our fans are crazy, like we don't have that many fans, you know. So it it's a bit of an easier transition, even though it's a very shit transition, but it is easier than let's say we get, you know, five thousand fans a game and then we're bottom of the table and you know, we see them every game and they know we're going down. It's just like, damn, we're just fighting our time there. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like we have, been, like, not to throw shade, but we have a team in our division and they actually get a good amount of fans. I think they were Bundesliga two and they, they're they going down, down. Like, wow. yeah, very down. but That's a tough transition. It's Emotionally, yeah. it's different. You know what yeah. I mean? Because... It's not something that I'm used to, you know, but obviously that's the way out here. Um, But, man, I I think the funniest thing is when you're not going to go up and you're not going to go down, and then it's just like, okay, well what's the vibe guys like what do we that's that's the time you know? when
1: it's like when it's like you haven't made playoffs but you're staying in the league yeah it's kind of like yeah. the yeah. middle that's table the same teams, teams same are like american league. sports
0: exactly yeah, exactly
1: they're chilling they're good they're not you know
2: they're looking at next year already you no know, like yeah now now everyone getting minutes to someone that you know probably didn't play in the beginning of the year true um but i mean i t- Five is good. Five is
1: good. It's just not immaculate. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. It's not like we're watching the people celebrating up there, but we're We're also also watching the people down low. We're in the middle. Also (laughs) not going down. So the vibes is all right still. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And speaking of, I mean, you have relegation, you have a million different football clubs, but you know, outside of football, how was the, the, the culture shock or the, was there a struggle when you first moved to Germany?
2: so it's funny because when my agent picked me up from the airport the first thing he said was just a warning German people aren't as open-minded as some places around the world and they love to stare um so i didn't you know that's true you know obviously like (laughs) the staring is true the, the staring is you know i got used to it now because like I know a little bit of German where it's just like, okay, like, what are you doing? Like, what are you looking at? Um, and it's kind of like, DMV side of me comes out, out here sometimes, like, okay, <laughs> like, they're staring at me, and I'm literally just, like, staring at them back, and we're having a staring contest. Who's going to break Yeah, but before, it was like, oh, my God, they're staring at me, like, why? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, double-looking, like... What's going on? <laughs> like when my missus came out here, she was getting a lot of looks, and I'm just like, you'll get used to it, man. Yeah. To it. Like, it's and- true,
1: though. Once you look past the why, you stop yeah. asking that question, it becomes yeah. a little easier. And then you're just, just like, ah. you expect yeah. it.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, the people, some of them are cool. Like some of them are dope. Um, my teammates are dope. And I'm, you know, I'm super blessed that I, that was the first experience that I had in Germany um you know I met a guy that we have mutual friends out the ass like Robin uh Fama Fuma, he went to school in UVA okay. I mean we have a lot of mutual friends um oh wow you know that's my boy um so I mean it's not bad you know I go to the grocery store more now than I've ever gone in my life I would say that <laughs> I would say that but you know now it's kind of a thing, you know, I like going to the grocery store, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes we go a group of guys and it's kind of just like a, a thing we do now. You know what I mean? But man, the grocery store, groceries are cheaper, though. But I go so much. It's like
1: it's funny, like I, I didn't realize that either. But
2: thinking about it now, like to quantify it, I definitely
1: 100%. go to the grocery store more now than
2: I've ever got. One hundred percent. And it's ironic because I don't have a car out here. Mm-hmm. Um, But I had a car when I was in the States, and I still wasn't going as much now. Now I just hop on my bike, take the train, grocery store is five minutes away. I mean, it's a lot. It's a
1: lot. And how was it like adapting on the field in terms of like the language? Because obviously a lot of guys speak English, but a lot of the times as you see, like the, the team talks will be in German, the trainings will be in German, so... Sometimes you'll get it,
2: sometimes you won't, sometimes you have to ask questions. How was it for you? So in training, how I kind of maneuvered through the language barrier was I would always be towards the end of the line. Last in line. (laughs) But like I wouldn't want to be last in case it's one of the drills you have to run to the front and stuff. So like towards the end of the line, and you know, you just watch what happens in front of you. Um, And I did that for a long time. And then now I kind of understand. It's a mix of things. I understand words here, like buzzwords here and there. But it's also like, all right, we've done this so many times. I know what we're doing now. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Um, But in terms of like just, so obviously center back is a very commanding position. Um, So, I mean, I just learned buzzwords, like what left and right is, what, you know, drop back you know, just stuff, ball is, you know, ball, you know, so it's like, enough, yeah. you really only need to know, like, five words, you know what I mean? And I mean, half the time, I'm yelling in English, because, you know, I, I just don't have that discernment sometimes. So it's just like, man, y'all just gonna get what you get sometimes, man. I mean,
1: like, it's 100% better than nothing, too. You yeah, know, like, yeah, yeah, it's oh.
2: better to talk as much as you can than to think, Oh, if I don't oh. know this in German, I don't, I'm not gonna say it. Yeah. And it's like, it's funny because during Team Talks, so I have this app on my phone. This is Google Translate. Um, during Team Talks, the coach actually like he wants me to use my phone to translate. So you just
1: have the phone out and you're recording record on the it. microphone.
2: My phone is literally just in my hand, like this. And Google Translate is just, you know, wow. as we <laughs> thought, wow, I would that. get so many, <laughs> I would get so many fines for that. Uh, I'm telling you, like, it's funny because we had a guest speaker. And I had my phone out and, and he was, and he just said like, and as I was reading and this guy is not even paying attention. He has his phone out. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> phone. And I'm just like, huh? And then everyone's like, no, You're no, no, he speaks English, he speaks English, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like <laughs> known fact that, you now I only understand English for the most part, um, but you know, my German is getting better. Which I'm impressed about because, you know, I've never really had to learn another language. Um, English, obviously I know it. And Yoruba. My parents are both Nigerian, so that comes a bit easier. Um, and in languages in school, I was just the worst student in terms of learning languages. Like I wasn't what did you doing? learn
1: what did you learn in high
2: school? Quote uh, unquote learn. I did French, bro. Yeah, can you you Man. don't know any? Bro. <laughs> I did it. And that's why I could never do language in this class, because I learned it for the grade. You know what I mean? So everything that I memorized in this air and out the other air, man, like. I feel like that was my whole college degree, man. Like, (laughs) literally, like. I'm telling you, just there for
1: the vibes in football, man. Learn for the grade. That's a great saying, though. Like, that's really, like, a lot of my experience in school there's a whole nother podcast we get into, but yeah, I mean, that's learn for the greatest. That's, that's perfect. It's
0: true, right. And we, I mean, we love to talk to players about their different journeys and how they get to where they are. Um, and, it, and specifically when it comes to football and how they approach the game and, uh, yeah, well, first off, when they decided that, okay, professional football is something that I, that I want to pursue. And two, when they do make that decision, um, what changes throughout their career. So for you, it was from club football to college to the USL now into Germany. Mm. So how do you approach football and, and the professionalism of it?
2: How do I approach football? I mean, from early in my career, you know, I've kind of, in a way have been overlooked, um, which has, you know, helped me out a lot because, you know, it's kind of, Ingrained in my mind to always prove someone wrong and kind of be better than the guy, you know, that's getting all the attention and getting recruited and stuff like that. So I wasn't really like heavily recruited outside of football to go to college. Um, You know, I had option of either George Washington, really, or, you know, Ohio State. Um, But in terms of money, GW was kind of the one I went for and level of education my parents were very big on you got to graduate before you go pro um if that's what you want to do um so I mean obviously I chose GW and even then it was like I wasn't like one of the top recruits to go to GW it's kind of just like okay well he's another college player he's on the team but he's not like one of the full ride, or the star players, or whatever, coming into GW, um, you know, so, I mean, I kind of had that mindset, and I reflected that in the work I did on the field, and kind of individually, um, and college is obviously, is a culture shock for anyone that just goes to college, you know, you have all this freedom, you have all this time, and it's up to you to how you spend it, um, so I was just working, and I ended up being a starter for four years, which was like, which was so dope, um, you know, and I'm super blessed that I even experienced that, um, but then it came draft time, um, and that's a whole nother conversation I can go on for hours about the draft, to be honest, but then it came draft time, and you know, you see you're not getting drafted, um, but you still have to submit all the MLS forms, like, for the combine in case they choose you, and it's just like, oh my god, I'm on the short list, like, this is dope. Like, I actually can, you know, because everyone wants to be a professional athlete. Like, at the end of the day, it's like, it is a dream job for the most part. Um, Obviously, you have so many aspects to it that people do not think about. But for the most part, you're getting paid to play the sport you love. So it's nice. Um, But when I realized that I can actually go pro, probably my junior year, you know, because, again, no, no one's really looking at players... From GW, unless your season is going fantastic, you're banging goals, you're getting shutouts, you know. Versus like a going to a Akron or a Maryland, you know these big schools. Um, so I mean, after that, it was kind of like, damn, I'm not getting drafted. Like, I don't know what's gonna happen. You know, yeah, I knew an agent, um, who's one of my dear friends. Uh, he works for Octagon, so he was kind of doing work with my high school. Um, So that's when I met him there and then, you know, kind of just been, you know, in my corner throughout my career for advice and stuff like that. Um, So he was kind of like helping me with the paperwork and talking to teams if they reach out. And it just so happened that Pittsburgh Riverhounds, they reached out to me um, like kind of during the combine and drafting. You know, I wasn't going anyways, but, you know, they reached out to me. Um, I was like, I mean yeah i'll sign like (laughs) they invited me to like a little combine trial um Mm -hmm. like invite only thing i went there for it was planned for three days after the first day they said they want to sign me and i was like what called my family talked to my agent ended up signing like a week later um but i didn't finish my credits for school um because you know gw this is something that I'm going to beef with them for a long time. They didn't really like, because it's not a, a feeder school for the pros summer school and like extra classes so you can graduate early wasn't like a thing and it wasn't something that the coaches kind of promoted or even talked about. So, you know, everyone's just kind of going by and, you know, finishing and graduate with the rest of the school, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But obviously when, you, when you're when signing a pro contract, the season is during graduation, like during the semester and all that. So I signed with Pittsburgh. The deal was I would be half of the year or half the week in Pittsburgh, half the week at school, because I did have classes like on campus. Most of them were online though. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they gave me a car, which was very nice, but I don't know if you all been to DC, but having a car in DC is is very expensive. You know, like every week or so, they're calling me like, you need to move the car. They're about to tow it in this street, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, damn, bro. I think I got a total of like $500 worth of tickets in D.C. alone just for one semester with the Riverhound's car. Like a tatted car which is all Riverhound stuff. So, like, everyone knew it was my car on campus. (laughs) And the police knew, like, okay, this is a two-hour parking limit. I know I've seen this car for the past eight hours. Oh, Toby's here again. Yeah, so give me a ticket easy, man, versus like if I had a black Toyota Camry, you know, simple black car. But I mean, it was dope. So I played for Pittsburgh for three years. Um, There was a coach change after my first year, um, which did have, I mean, a lot of guys nervous because the new coach kind of, I think he kept like five players. Um, but he called me and you know, he was like, you know, we want you next year, but we're gonna have to take some money off. And I said, Damn, <laughs> he's great anyway, but like I only played half a season for Pittsburgh. Like, I need a full season. So I said, you know, it is what it is. And that coach, Bob Lilly, you know, probably one of the best coaches I've played under, he only does two-year contracts. So a player year and a team option year, you know, if he wants you, he's going to take the option year. So, you know, I played well my second year um, or well enough to get re-signed to the third year. And after that, you know, I kind of wanted to see what Europe was about, but, you know, went to St. Louis um, with the whole mindset of coming to Europe kind of in the next window and stuff like that. And COVID happened. And then, you know, just, I mean, my whole plan was kind of just thrown upside down. Tornado, Yeah. So it was mm-hmm. like completely got side I mean, I was supposed to come to Germany much earlier than I did. Um, and I, I do wish I did sometimes, but you know, everything happens for a reason, but you know, after St. Louis, I kind of just went on this, went on this kind of journey of being on a team with Europe in mind. So I went to Phoenix, uh, Rising, I went to Indy 11, Colorado Switchback. So, you know, I've been on many teams, but the last time I was on, like, a team fully was probably St. Louis, you know, and even then, it's like, talking to my agent, like, I'm trying to go to Europe, like, let's make it happen. But, you know, when COVID hit, Nothing was happening, man. Mm. And you got to stay fit. You got to stay connected to a team. So that's what happened, man. And now I finally came to Germany and the first team I kind of went on trial with, you know, I signed, you know, in hindsight, what I would have changed, you know, I probably would have shopped around a little bit more and kind of see the level out there. Um, But, you know, again, everything happens for a reason to me. And it's like, I'm, you know, I experienced this, first for a reason, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, it's all part of the learning path too. So it's exactly. kind of, you kind of have to not
1: necessarily fail, but you have to learn from all of these things mm-hmm. for the next opportunities. Would you say when you were bouncing around those few teams, especially in the Corona period, would you say that was your most difficult like moments in football? Like those
2: were, that was the most difficult period? So it was difficult because, you know, you obviously... Individually, you want kind of a place to call home. You kind of want some, you want a stable kind of um, foundation to kind of train, you know, you have a place, you know, you're not just bouncing around from state to state, country to country, stuff like that. So it's like the stability was was something that I felt like the lack thereof. Um, and it's just like, okay, I'll go to this team, but in my mind, I'm like, got it to Europe. You know, I gotta stay fit. Um, like even when I signed with the switchbacks, like, I mean, it was a great experience. And I was only there for like three months. Um, but I got that extra fitness because Colorado Springs, man, the altitude can kill you. Like yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. So even there, you look at the positives like, yo, I'm getting fit preparing for Europe, but I mean, it was difficult. Even St. Louis, like when you have a season and then it just stops and then the season you're coming into is just completely different. And it's just like, yeah, man, you know, I had a sports psychologist I actually talked to for the first time in my career just about like handling different situations and kind of coping with different situations. And like, I mean, Mm -hmm. that was the first time I would journal every day, kind of about, practice the games you know my diet and stuff like that and you know it was dope you know so I mean I try and pick up positives from every team and kind of every journey I've been on um and so far you know you can find at least two things one maybe you know but two at least good things that you can take from every experience you know so
0: yeah it sounds like you had, I mean, for many years in your mind to come to Germany. What what were your expectations or did you have any uh, when coming to Germany now that you're here and you played a full season? Uh, were there things that surprised you? Were there things that you expected and it, it is exactly how you expected it um, or vice versa?
2: So, I mean, the language is obviously a culture shock uh, because I've never been in an area where English is not, the language that everyone's speaking. So just being comfortable being in a setting where you have no idea what's going on. Um, like you go to team dinners and like, obviously some guys will speak English to you, but that's, you can't expect that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So everyone's speaking German, you're just like, <laughs> you know, when everyone's laughing, you're laughing, you know, if everyone's clapping, you're clapping. Cause I mean, you don't want to be the oddball out because you already don't know what's going on. Um, but it, it didn't really surprise, I guess the level surprised me a little bit. Um, Cause I just didn't, you know, I didn't know what to expect, but you know, I expected it to be better than USL, but it was a bit similar. So that surprised me. Um, and it, it surprised me how kind of easy I transitioned into the league. Um, which is obviously you know, nice because no one likes taking time to transition into a new setting. But, you know, it was dope. But besides that, just living in a new country that you don't speak the language and you kind of don't know the culture, or any of that, you know. Um, and being away from familiarity, whether that be food, family, friends, um, you know, but. I try to connect with my my family every once in a while, like my cousins and stuff. You know, we play FIFA back when Call of Duty was popping. I don't know if it is anymore, but I don't think it is. But we- that's
1: another thing that goes through waves, you know? Yeah,
2: exactly, (laughs) man. We play Warzone damn near every day. Um, And now it's just, you know, pro clubs, FIFA. You know what I mean? But just being away, like I don't really get homesick, um, but, you know, sometimes you are like, damn, I missed that wedding or damn, I missed that birthday, stuff like that. So it's, it's not difficult, but, you know, I can see how it can be a bit more difficult for other people. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of adds on to
1: those, those aspects that you were talking about earlier is like, obviously it's a dream to be a professional footballer, but there's a lot of things that especially people not within the game don't see. Mm -hmm. Um, they see what's on social media of course yeah so for you what are some of those other aspects and not even necessarily being abroad but even domestically those difficult aspects that people around the game don't
2: usually see Mm -hmm. or hear about so people don't really see kind of the mental aspect the game has on you know a player because at the end of the day we're playing at you know, respectively the highest levels in our field, you know, obviously you have amateur beginner and, you know, we're at the professional level Um, where you can go on the professional level is a whole different chart, but we're at the professional level. And this, you know, we're here because we're all competitive in some way. So when you're not kind of, when you're not playing um, or you don't see that even in front of you, like you can't even imagine playing under this coach or on this team or whatever that takes a a big toll because I mean, you want to play, no one likes to be on the bench, you know, and it's even worse when you think that you're better than the guy who's playing ahead of you. Um, So that mental aspect and trying to balance that and showing up for other people in your life in different ways, um, because it's hard to separate church and state in the sense that, yeah, I, it's hard to not bring my work home. You know what I so mean? hard, yes. Yeah. It, it, it's, you know, you're an athlete 24 seven, you know, it's not just when you go to practice or, you know, when you play in a game, like everything affects how you play on the field at the end of the day. So, I mean, it's the mental aspect and just like, even one thing that I know, like I don't struggle with it, um now because I feel like I'm quite seasoned as a professional but you know I know a lot of younger guys they struggle with kind of accepting that the coach is the only one that matters you know when it comes to playing and not playing and it's like you can expect to play you can think you deserve to play but his decision is the only thing that matters And sometimes it's not the best player that plays, you know, sometimes you may have a connection with the coach that's deeper. Sometimes it's the guy that's on the most money that's playing just because, I mean, you're not going to spend money for a guy for him to ride the bench, you know? So there's so many aspects to the game and like, yo, the game is only getting better. Mm, You know what I mean? Like, the kids are getting younger when they're coming to play pro. So it's, like, different aspects that you have to deal with every day. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm 27, you know, and I'm one of the older guys on the team. And to me, 27, I still got years left. Yeah. But you got guys you're playing with that are, like, having their 20th birthday this year. You know, and, like, you've lived completely different lives, but yeah. that's just that's just how it is. And then you're like, damn what was I doing when I was 19? Like, I wish I was playing pro and wish I was doing this and that. So that just affects the mental aspect on a whole different level. You know what I mean? It's funny. I was talking with my girlfriend
1: the other day about just how different the life of a footballer is and how like the reflection of whether you play or not is like so inherent to how you feel about yourself. It's crazy. So like, it's so hard to get over that like, hump if you're not playing to still have like all that self-confidence that you would usually have and to and to separate church and state like you said that's sometimes is impossible especially when it's difficult like when you're not getting playing time yeah. and i told her to just imagine like each week in your business you had one meeting that if you weren't in that meeting like you weren't important in that time mm-hmm. so if you didn't make it to that saturday meeting at the company like you were just you were just sent home yeah So how would you feel is that in a reflection about yourself and your ability to do the thing that you love? Like it's completely different. This, this,
2: this job. I've even seen like vibes in the locker room where it's like, I'm not playing. Damn. I hope we lose, bro. So the coach can see that I should be playing. Um, You know, I don't experience that um the same as when i did before um because it's like at the end of the day the team does well you look good all that other nonsense stuff but like i think mean, before when i was younger and like just kind of getting into this pro thing i was like i should be playing over this guy like watch you're going to lose and i'm telling you i should be playing you know something like that just you know obviously i've learned that it's not good vibes to put out there um but in the same breath of the mental aspect and not playing you also can play, and let's say you have one bad game after a stretch of great games, I mean, your head's gone. You know, like, let's say you're a striker and you're on a dry path and every game you can't score. You know, then you're bringing that home like, bro, I don't know what's wrong, bro. Or say you're center yeah. back, you know, you're just making just mis- unlucky mistakes after games. And, like, you know, obviously center back, you make a mistake. You're getting scored on because it's right there. So it's just like there's so many mental aspects. Like fortunately, people think like we're robots that just kick a ball and you know, shower, go home, repeat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But oh man, the mental aspect is is if anything, one of the most important. Obviously, physically you have to be there, but your mind isn't there. Like I've seen players that skill wise, they're fire. Very good Mm -hmm. player. But if they don't have that confidence, oh, man, worst player in the room. Worst yeah. player, you know what I mean? And that is like a real thing, being hot and cold. And people just don't understand that. They expect you to be hot 24-7 the whole time. And just, I mean, the greatest athletes are never 100%. You know what I mean? So that's one thing I don't think people will understand unless they're in the field. Because it's, it's tough too, Yeah, playing sports. You know yeah. what I
1: mean, so, yeah, and I've been on that side where it's like you like seeing a player who hasn't played and how they feel after even a win, like, and you can tell like they're not yeah. they're not there, and I've been on that side too, where it's like we won, and I wanted us to win, but like I'm still not like yeah. as happy as the other guys, and it's tough to force it, but it's also like it's a tough it's a tough skill to learn how to like. Be happy when you're not playing. You know what I mean? Like that's one of the the harder things in football for sure. Footwork.club, the official website for all things footwork, is now live.
0: Check out all footwork podcast content, including episodes, guest features, and YouTube videos.
1: The press, a section with written articles, interviews, and blogs from ourselves and guests.
0: Game time, updates about our season in Germany and what's going on behind the microphone. Want to go pro?
1: Dedicated to helping soccer players follow their dreams with helpful info and in our consultation sign-up. That's a free video call with us to connect and ask anything.
0: And of course, the Footwork shop. We got some of the best merch around as well as free PDF templates like a CV builder and much more. So join the club at Footwork.club.
1: Come back to the yeah. USA for a little bit because, mm-hmm. I mean, you've played for five different championship USL championship sides mm-hmm. and we talked a little bit about the The difficult periods but how do you reflect on like what that did to for your career and as a player
2: so the difficult periods kind of prepared me for anything you know i say that i mean a lot of people think it as well you ask them who the hardest coach to work with is in the usl they'll say bob Lilly. you know and i mean whatever rumors you've heard they're probably true you know the guy's a great coach but sometimes he could he could be a very interesting character. I'll say that, (laughs) you know, off the field, you know, when you're not signed with him, he's the nicest guy, but when you play for him, you're going to know that he is the coach and he's going to chew you out. You know what I mean? One game, I think we tied against the top team or maybe we even won one zero and we were after the game for an hour, just talking, you know what I mean? About the game and, you did this wrong, you did this wrong. So it's like that stuck with me for time, you know, because then I'm like, no coach I experienced will ever be this much. You know, and then some teams that I've experienced kind of the ugly side of football, you know, the the favoritism, the kind of saying one thing and doing another thing because your boss wants this or whatever, you know, without going into details, but like I've experienced that. So with that, because I've experienced it already, I expect that moving forward, you know, so just different experiences I've had, you know, playing, not playing, they've kind of prepared me for that exact same situation in the future. You know what I mean? And most of the time, the situations, they are pretty similar. You know, you're not playing, you're playing well, you're not playing well, coach doesn't like you, coach likes you, you know. They're pretty similar throughout, I guess, footballers, um, maybe athletes in general, to be honest. But, you know, just different moments that I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember how that felt. Write that down. Yep, yeah, know how to deal with that. So, yeah, man. I like that process, though. I like. I yeah. feel like the journaling kind of stuck with you then. Yeah, journaling was nice, man, because even, like, I look back like sometimes I find the journal. I just read entries that I had back in the day. I'm mm. like, damn, I was feeling like that after the game. Like, damn, I actually wrote that. Like, bro, damn, yeah. I was wise. Hey, bro, I'm telling <laughs> you, bro, I was like, how would I think that? I'm like, huh, what happened <laughs> in the game? Damn, that must be good practice. Yeah. Oh probably fucked up there bro you know what <laughs> I mean? like, like stuff like that man i was generous everything like i was shakespeare just in my room just like oh yeah oh yeah then i do that yeah you know, i'm telling you man.
1: you felt yeah. like that just helped you kind of like internalize it and just make i guess the the difficult things like just kind of disappear like as you wrote them oh. they were there and they so they didn't have as
2: much power anymore you know so when i didn't write a lot of the times I would internalize. I wouldn't talk to anyone. I would kind of just keep that Mm. on my heart and in my mind. And, you know, subconsciously it could have affected me, you know, in how I showed up in aspects outside of ball, how I showed up at practice and stuff like that. So the whole point of my journaling was kind of like all the feelings I'm feeling in my head just put them on paper. And mm-hmm. after that, let it go. You make one mistake that leads to a goal, you're just killing yourself about it, write it down in a journal, and then never think about it again, move on. You know, I remember one coach I had, funny enough, yeah. in the switchback, so fairly recent, they said that the best skill to have as a center back is short-term memory. um, And... Bro, when he said that, I was like, damn, I think I've heard that before. But it makes sense, you know, because the first thing you do is beat yourself up if you make a mistake, anyone. um, But to have short-term memory is like it stops you from making, you know, mistakes continuously, kind of getting in a funk and mm-hmm. just not playing well for the remainder of the game versus, okay, I made a mistake. I still got 80 minutes. I still got 50 minutes to turn it around. Yeah. So, I mean, it yeah, just – you don't want to
1: be lost in that
2: negative energy. Too. So yeah, kind of forgetting helps
1: you reset.
2: Precisely. Because at the end of the day, it's like, you know, every footballer hopes that they're never playing their last game. You yeah. know what I mean? So at the end of the day, if all things go well, you have another chance. You know what I mean? And how do you how do you let this one occurrence affect your practice, your game? You know what I mean? And some coaches will allow you to make that mistake put you in the same situation the next game and see how you kind of maneuver through that, you know, and usually the ones that do it successfully end up better, end up stronger. You know what I mean? They learn from that mistake and stuff like that. You know, sometimes it was worked for me. Sometimes it hasn't, you know, but that's part of the game. That's part of the game, man.
0: That's a great mindset. And reflecting on the journey right now, what things would you say have helped you get to get to this moment? So in other words, why did Toby make it as a pro and why is he still going?
2: So why did Toby make it as a pro? I think I made it as a pro because, you know, one, you know, God I always got to give him the thanks, you know, getting me where I'm at now and where I'm going. You know, but also you have a little bit of luck in everything, um, but also just dedication and Constantly telling myself that it's possible. Like doesn't matter if you went to GW, if you went to this school, that school, you know, your pathway is in front of you. You know, make the most out of your own life. Um, good things happen to good people is something I tell myself sometimes. Um, but it's just ah, how do I even say it? Like, just keep going, to be honest. Um, but what was the second question?
0: Uh, why are you still going?
2: Why am I still going? Because I, one, love the game, and mostly I want to see how good I am. You know, I want to feel like I'm challenging myself. I want to feel like I'm worse than the guy that's starting over me. You, you know, I just want the competition. Um, I want to be the best professional I can be, and Ultimately, I want to make the most out of my career because, you know, unlike a lot of jobs out there, an athlete only has one career on the field, the core. shelf life, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. So making the most of my career and kind of living this life to the fullest, you know, and that that is what has kept me going. That's what's keeping me going. And yeah, man, that's just that's the motto forever, bro.
1: Love that. Many years to come. Let's head into the Fast Feet Round. Some quick-fire questions to end off. So, favorite player growing up?
2: My favorite player was Guti on Mm -hmm. Real Madrid. But, I mean, my players have been changing. Oh, this is fast. My fault. We'll say Guti. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we don't
1: mind. I mean, I was... Yeah, yeah, we don't mind. (laughs) I was (laughs) like
2: I was was Ramos. Then it was then It was this guy. I mean... I had a favorite team. I mean, obviously, like I love Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo, and mm-hmm. my favorite team still, and for a while is Real Madrid. Um, but now I've kind of grown to just love watching and not really mm-hmm. support a team wanting the under the underdog to win. Like I wanted Arsenal to win, but you know, <laughs> it's what it is. You know, what I mean I Man. want B B to win, you know, just because they're not expected to. So Yes, I mean. Hopefully, I, yeah. Yeah, But yeah. Goosey, though, for that answer. Great answer.
0: Favorite moment in football?
2: Favorite moment in football when, or mine, or in general?
0: Yours. You personally.
2: So, mine was after my first start for Pittsburgh, and when I got to sign autographs after the game. Nice. Um, I have a picture of me. I was just cheesing so much, like. I was like, I'm actually signing this kid's shirt. Like, whoa! You have to
1: send us that picture,
2: please. I got you. I got you. Like, <laughs> they took a picture of it as well, so I'll definitely send that to you. But man, I was, yo, I was excited. I'm my ass, cloud bro. nine. I bet, yeah. <laughs> How about most difficult moment? Most difficult moment. I would say when I was in Phoenix and I was playing, um, consistently, and then you know, to my surprise, and a lot of the guys on the team, I just stopped playing and not having that communication from the coach as to why. And, you know, and going through that um, for the first time, it was difficult because I had to tap into kind of the professional side of my life and build new habits, you know, and change my diet, you know, go to the gym morning and night, you know, before and after practice. So, I was forced to do a lot more work than I've had to do in my whole career out there just because of the mental aspect and how not playing, you know, made me feel just, you know, first you want to shut down, but, you know, you have to obviously realize that your career is as long as you make it, you know. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Best advice you ever received?
2: Best advice I've ever received ah that's a good question to be honest um this i don't even remember i, I think i may have told this to myself based on what i've read but <laughs> but yeah, yeah i mean you right. received it you know I mean, you yeah, I I, gave I, it you received yeah, it exactly. uh, you, i received it from something maybe <laughs> some guy i don't know but it was always <laughs> you don't deserve anything you expect to deserve essentially so kind of the whole mindset of just keep working put your head mm-hmm. down and work, you know, don't expect this. Don't expect that, you know, that's helped me with thinking I should start. I'm not starting. And then I'm just like, yo, you don't deserve to start like until you start and then you prove yourself. So yeah, I guess always prove yourself. Work hard. There's another one. There's you, another one you receive. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So if mm-hmm. not to, uh, the guy that's watching you, prove yourself to yourself, man. Yeah. Show yourself that you're the best Player that you could think of, you know? Oh.
1: Two-parter here. Best player you ever played with and best player you ever played against?
2: Best player I've ever played with. I've played with a lot of players, but I would say Canardo Forbes. Mm-hmm. I think that, I mean, when he's on, I mean, he's untouchable. um but, You know, I've played with a lot of players. You know, I've played another one, Gideon Zalalem, like, you know, it's my boy growing up, and, like, I think he's on the ball, one of the cleanest I've ever seen. Um, against, to be honest, I can't think of any on my head, but, you know, I've played against some, like, players that have tested me. You know what I mean? Like, A lot of times you don't want to feel like, man, this is all right. Like, maybe they they get lucky one time. But, yeah, I've played with some players that have made me work hard. Caused me breathing and eating bananas. Caused caused me breathing. Yeah, and cramping (laughs) up and shit like that, man. Yeah, those games. Come in like, yeah, I'm very fit. I'm hydrated. I've been drinking my water, my Gatorade, whatever. Yeah, that one more. One that one guy's 70th minute, you're stretching your hamstring, and it's like, damn, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. But there's so many great players I have played against, and just they all look different, you know. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes the the big striker is is the hardest guy to play against. Sometimes the tricky winger, you know, it's, I mean, it may depend on where I've been on the field, to be honest, you know. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't. Off the top of my head, I do not know. We'll heart. leave that open. We'll leave yeah. that open to that person who made you cramp in 70 minutes. <laughs> All of them.
1: Him, yeah, yeah. All of them. Yeah.
0: If you weren't a footballer, what would you be?
2: If I wasn't a footballer, what would I be? Probably a photographer. You nice. know, because I do have a passion for photography. Um, and it's been kind of a growing passion. Um, the better I see myself, Um, So I would say a photographer, whether that's concerts, whether that's just, you know, other athletes um, and stuff like that or just portraits. But, yeah, I love photography or I'd be a crocheter. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's one thing I picked up over winter break for no reason other than the fact that I wanted to see if I can do it. And, yeah, I mean, that shit is tough. I I bet it's meditative, too. Oh, man. Time just goes away. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. goes away. Like I made a duffel bag the other day, and but I didn't even realize how much time I spent. Just
1: it's so funny you say that. I was like painting <laughs> this thing the other day. They're called like Malenakzalens. They're like the they have like the the numbers, and then you paint the number in a specific color.
2: You know oh yeah, yeah I, know those I can't
1: like I'm not that artistic like that way where I could paint but like it's kind of the same feeling I was like holy shit like two hours just went by and I've just I was
2: just painting that's it and then at the end you're like yeah this picture looks sick yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, I'm thank tired.
1: god for the lines for me yeah Damn. <laughs> I love those
2: ones I love those ones <laughs> um do you have a favorite book favorite book so I I used to read a lot, um kind of in college and high school. And I say a lot and I use that very loosely because it depended on what book we were reading. If I, read I like yeah, if I liked it, I read it. If I didn't, you haven't mm. seen me touch it. But Spark I would Notes. say Yeah, oh Spark knows my best friend, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, big one. I would say that my favorite book series that i can remember that i read like from beginning to end probably shadow and bone um okay, cool. i love that series you know i'm very big on adventure and just action and all that fantasy and all that so yeah when i i know where i just went to borders bookstore and i was like Yo, let me find a book found it read it for like 10 minutes i was like what am i still doing in borders so I went, I left the book, bought it good online, word. and then so was it cheaper online? Yeah, it was cheaper. Good online. man, good it's man. Kindle man. version. Kindle version, cheaper. man. <laughs> <laughs> say like half the price on that, man. I'm telling yeah. you. The other books I found um on Google, so we'll say that. So it was free. Nice. So yeah, but yeah, nice. Nice, man.
0: And last one any quote or mantra that you live by?
2: Quote or mantra that I live by? you can work harder.
0: Always can. Yeah. Always, always can. can. Always, always
2: can.
1: can. Toby, we want to thank you so much for coming on. We can't wait to see what the future holds. And uh
2: yeah, man, it was a it was a special it was a special yeah. treat for us. I appreciate y'all having me. You know, I love talking to new people. I love spreading the word because I think a lot of young professionals need to hear what you know we have to say, obviously you know, being in the game. So I appreciate y'all for having me, man. Yeah, Always. man. Our pleasure. Thank Your you. story is incredible. And yeah, can't wait to see where it goes. Appreciate
1: that, man. Me too. Yeah, special thanks to Toby for coming on. A little bit of uh, some back and forth on the scheduling. But as footballers, we we get it. It's yeah. forever changing business. And fascinating to hear about his story. I mean, not a lot of people you know, make such a name in the USL and bounce around clubs and stuff like that and then say, I'm going to Germany to to experience this, to see what it's like to experience the game, the, you know, the tactical sides, everything around it and really push your comfort zone and see. I mean, like what is one of his goals is to see how good he is. I like how he phrased that too. Like, it's just a very personal goal. It's kind of him against himself. It's very like golf, you know, it's like, how can I be the best? How can I be my best self? And that's like what he's trying to attain. And I think that's super inspiring. And I think that's a great way to look at it, especially for younger ballers.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's just, he's, what uh, was it? Complacent not ever being complacent. Mm-hmm. You know, There's obviously that balance of appreciating where you are, but also understanding like, okay, how can I reach my maximum potential as a footballer? Yeah. Um, and credit to him. Yeah. He, he, obviously had a name for himself in the usl and then to change a country and go to a country like germany you you have to start from scratch essentially um yeah and yeah i mean it's uh i'm very curious to see what happens next um obviously this season was a little tough with the team and uh, getting relegated but he had a good season himself played pretty much every game and uh yeah i'm excited to see if he goes back to the u.s stays in europe goes to a different european country i mean uh yeah, his mindset is certainly there to travel there, and yeah. explore new things. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think he I think that was one thing that was apparent that he like appreciated being in a different country and culture and kind of being comfortable with those weird moments where you don't know what's going on and you just kind of all really laugh with everyone, but you don't know what's being said. And can relate yeah, you're to that. caught
1: in a staring <laughs> match with, you know, someone on the train. Yeah, no,
0: exactly. I mean
1: I, I like the, the mindset for him is it's a learning experience, and I think. Yeah. A lot of it was, I mean, coming to Europe and your first experience is like you're in a relegation battle and you're battling in and out of it. And ultimately, you know, it didn't go the way the club or him would have hoped for. But that's the game. and Kind of learning from that and learning the pressures of that will only make him a better player and a better leader. So, you know, another great and fascinating story and someone who's really crafted their own path and continues to do so. And I like a lot of the topics we spoke about in terms of, you know, playing time and handling that and, you know, everything that comes with the game, all the aspects that you don't really see if you're not in the game. I think those are some really good topics that we covered, but, you know, in general, uh, we would love to hear from you guys too about some topics you guys want to talk about, especially, you know, if, if you're, if you're experiencing something in your team or in your league or in your search for a contract, um, some things that you would like to hear so we can talk about it ourselves and talk about it with guests too and, you know, really hit on all the topics we can. Remember the free support is there. It's alive. Keep subscribing, keep liking, keep sharing all those little things help as the numbers increase. Um, It's always helpful for us getting our name out into new spheres and make sure you check out some new collaborations. We have articles almost every week. depends on the type of guests we have. Um, pertaining, it would most likely have to be a Yank abroad or a Yank who's played abroad. Um, but we're partnering with the legendary Yanks abroad to tell some stories of Americans in a written form, which is new and exciting for us, too. So look out for that. And I don't know, I mean, we won't tease anything, we won't tease anything else yet. What'd you say?
0: It's good housekeeping. Well done. Thank you. Yeah. I was gonna think we could
1: start teasing some other things first, but. We have to we have to set some yeah. more things in motion before yeah, exactly. we start teasing those. We, things.
0: we did that t-shirt tease for two years. Yeah, we did uh, that for
1: two years. We gotta be better with our teasers. So we'll make sure that yeah. we have some. We'll something put something more out concrete before we, we come into that. Yeah, yeah. We got our hands in a few, Good. few cookie jars right now.
0: So until next time,
1: keep moving forward. Keep learning, and make your own path.